For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of the Back to You podcast with Panger and Niner. I'm KT. Uh, happy to be with you guys again. And yes, I came in laughing because I, I did a count up, not a countdown to, to <laughs> the podcast. I said one, two, three. You think I've done television before, but no. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you doing, Panger? Where are you at in this lovely day? I'm at, uh, let me see which way I switch. I'm, I'm in Chicago. It is a beautiful day here in Chicago. I mean, sunny skies, 65 degrees. Nice. Um, uh, walked to practice, uh, where the, where the Hawks were skating. And I came over on, on Ogden right here. It's called the barn. And I was uh, notified of this place by, uh, Anson Carter. Um, we were at the TNT of meetings course. and he mentioned that he's, you know, he's got a bar that he, that he's, a uh, got part ownership in. So I said, well, I'm going to slide in right there. So this is a half Perfect. a Zamboni behind me nice. here. They got it from local Johnny's ice house and, uh, the guys are doing a great job. It's an original six kind of theme. And, uh, cool. in fact, I just, there's a picture on the wall of Gretz, and I just sent the picture to, to Wayne and said, hey, do, do you remember this picture? And only Gretz goes, yeah, 1981. I go, do you know where it is? He goes, he goes no, but I know it's 1981. So he could tell by the shirt or the sweater or the tag or something stick, right there. But stick, he, he's maybe not, gloves? Not, well, the old, uh, that's the old, um, uh, the Titan, the, the white and red Titan with the Jofa, you know. He would never get cut on the wrist with those Jofa gloves that he wore, that's for sure, but he's. He signed in an, an autograph <laughs> over there with some fans. Anyway, long story short, it's a great spot. And if you're in the Chicago area, drop on by here very close to the United Center. Very cool. Nine, are you home now? Where have you been? Tell us about your travel. I'm home. Yeah, I was in New York City last week, your old stomping grounds there. And uh, we had a big UFC show in the Madison Square Garden. I was able to take in a New Jersey Devil game on uh, Friday night as well. And uh, and an action-packed weekend. And I'm back home now for a few weeks. Love it. Love it. Nothing like home. Hey, how were the, uh, how was the devil's game? How are the Jersey devils these days? I tell you what, um, it was actually, it turned out to be a good game. Capitals took it to them for the most part. They came out sluggish, but, uh, they, they made a game of it late. Capitals, uh, ended up getting an empty netter at the end, but, uh, shout out to Marty Brodeur and, and his crew. Thanks for uh, setting everything up. Nice. Well, that's 691 wins. He can get you a, a seat here or there, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, between uh, between Marty and I, we have uh, 718 career wins and 125 shutouts. Okay. <laughs> quick, quick, just let me say one thing real quick on Marty. So he tells me going to VIP West entrance or whatever it is, and I'm like, okay. So I go to VIP West, and there's like no ticket window there. I don't know where to go or whatever. And they're like, where are your tickets? I'm like, I don't know. I was told to come here. Marty Bordeaux left them for me. We got a special spot for those tickets. Walk behind the desk, up the elevator, into the alumni suite. I'm like, good lord, he does have a little bit of pull here, huh? <laughs> Is that right by a statue? Car, you can take that home. Uh, around the corner, between uh, the parking garage, out back where the where the bus parks. Yeah, that entrance right there. That's, That's awesome. fantastic. 
is one of the great ones. I'm so glad he's yeah. uh, he's involved with the Devils right where he should be. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though I had a small part of him in St. Louis where uh, I did broadcast his final <clears throat> shutout, 125th of his career, it was as a member <laughs> of the Blues. <laughs> yeah. He was my favorite player growing up as a Jersey girl. Uh, we'll is that right, huh? some point but yeah you know I, I actually believe it or not did not follow hockey very much as a kid um went to a couple games because my dad's company had tickets at the old brendan Byrne arena Continental wow, wow. arena and um then when i was at rutgers my boyfriend in college was a huge hockey fan he was from upstate new york he used to go to rochester amherst games and was a big buffalo sabers uh fan so when we would when his birthday would roll around in february i'd ask my dad for tickets and uh we'd take i'd take him to the devil's games uh, against the Sabres. And I got to tell you, I mean, the only player that, that I really rooted for and knew so much about because he was so present and so in the community was Marty Brodeur. So as yeah. a young girl, not really following hockey much, I followed Marty Brodeur. So when I got to do his, um, you know, a ceremony for him at Prudential Center a couple of years ago when he was honored, uh, it was really cool. It was very surreal. So so we should get him on the podcast, guys. That would Absolutely. Be- he would, you know what, he's just one of those guys that uh, no matter what he's doing in life, it's it's like all of our guests. And that's why I think this Back to You podcast is going to be, you know, it's so important because the people are not just people that we've just called randomly. They're, they're people close to our hearts and they'll they'll do whatever. And, uh, and, and Marty's just that kind of guy. It's an uh, amazing human being, but also the amount of games that he played. I, I, you know, like over 1,200 just think of the numbers. They're they're staggering. They're outstanding. And when we talk about Gretz, or maybe we, you know, we talk about maybe Ovechkin breaking uh, Gretz's all-time goal scoring record. You you, you look at goaltending, and Marty, the, those records from Marty Brodeur are not going to get broken. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. Over and done. The closest guy is going to be Mark Andre Fleury knocking on the door here, and he's not going to get close to them. So, uh, I mean, that's something that he's going to forever have in the Brodeur families. Those records that he that he holds. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, speaking of good people and good conversations, I'm super excited about our guest this week. Uh, I told my sister who was coming on, and she <laughs> she absolutely loves, loves, loves TJ Oshie. Uh, we get to see TJ and Tahoe at the golf event, so she's gotten to know him a little bit. But um, yeah, TJ Oshie is our guest this week, guys, a Stanley Cup champ, uh, an advocate for many, many great things in life, and just an all-around good dude. So let's take a listen. And here he is, TJ Oshi joining us. What's up, Osh? How's it going? It's going good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We're super excited to have you today. Um, I will tell you, my sister was very excited to hear she were coming on the podcast. Works <laughs> has gotten the chance to spend time with you in Tahoe, but um, yeah, no, we're we're pumped. We uh, we're having fun with this, and we love bringing on guests that we we think really highly of. You're you're doing so much on and off the ice, so we have a bunch to talk about. But um, I know. Hanger wanted to talk to you about that sick move you had the other night. Oh, man. <laughs> Osh. Osh. About it. Seriously, Osh, how you 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 would have been all world lacrosse player. Like you know me. <laughs> we I love talking sports and all kinds of sports and the hands that you have. And I was just there in a game with the with you with the caps and watching it between uh, you know, just after the warm-up ends. You did it in St. Louis with Ray Burley, you do it again in, in Washington and just that instinctive play, was it just something so natural when you grabbed the puck and it just laid so flat on your blade? You're thinking, what am I going to do, beat the trap underneath or go above them? Is that, <laughs> is that, the, is that uh, your thoughts in your hands? Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of stuff kind of going through my mind. It was The puck was in the air, and I was like, I, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i just see if it lands flat on the blade. You know, Obviously, it's like it's flipping around, and it just happened to, to settle in nicely. And then um, – Saw the defender coming at me there, and I was like, ah, what the heck? I might as well go for it. I wasn't uh, (laughs) 
creating too much offense or, uh, you know, having too much fun offensively as of yet uh, in that game. And so went for it. And um, unfortunate that the, the pass to Strom there didn't uh, get through the defender's legs because that could have been uh, could have been pretty fun otherwise. But it's one of those things, you know, as, as a kid, I, I guess I'm not a kid anymore, but you uh, you kind of always juggle the ball and mess around. And that was always part of my routine, a way to settle down before a game. And um it paid off for, for that that play there. It was so close to getting through the defenseman's legs. It would have been perfect. It just I think it just clipped the skate blade, didn't it? Yeah, I think it got him like it's almost square in the in the toe of the blade. So that would have been uh that would have been nice, but uh nope, another turnover and back check for me on that one. <laughs> Uh, TJ, I was actually at the game live, and uh, I had a couple of buddies of mine who are not very uh, big hockey fans, and they were watching it. I think it was the second game live ever that they've been to, and they were like, they couldn't believe it. They were like, wait, did he just do what I thought he just did? So for you to pull that off mid-game and just to be that creative was unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes in a game where things slow down. Sometimes it's a shot from the point and it looks like it's going slow motion through the air and you get a stick on it or, uh, or sometimes a hit or getting hit. You feel like someone's coming to hit you and all of a sudden it slows down and you're able to avoid it or protect yourself. And uh, when the puck was in the air that time, for, for whatever reason, time's kind of s- slowed down. I know it looks fast, but the second time I caught it when it was on end, I felt like it was like three seconds it was on, that it was on end on my stick. So I wanted it to fall down flat so I could keep going. But um yeah, it was one of those times, and it paid off. So I'm glad they like it. You know, Ocean, a situation like that, um, are, are you also thinking, I hope that the defenseman or the forward back-checking is as mesmerized on the puck on my blade as I am. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get thumped somewhere <laughs> as, you cross the, uh, as you cross the blue line. Did you ever think of, uh-oh, I better take my, my eye off the puck a little bit here because I could get my, I could be taken down pretty quickly. Yeah, I think even when you're looking at your stick, and especially with, with my stick being up in the air a little bit, you can still see all the ice around you, right? So if there's skates yeah. coming towards me, you know, I, I there's a di- very different story. And when I, even when I flipped it over the first guy, I glanced him to see if he was going to come hit me so I can reverse shoulder him or protect myself. So um, there are those little thoughts that go through your mind, uh, kind of almost more instinct now, I think, just after, you know, for most of the guys out there. Um but yeah, I, I was thinking it, but there's no, all I saw was kind of white around me. So I knew I had good a little bit you. of time. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. Yeah, excellent. DJ, when you, um, you know, you just mentioned, I mean, you kind of alluded to the fact that you've, you've been playing a long time here, right? 36 years old. I mean, when you look back at just your career, Stanley Cup champion, you've been on a couple of teams, but could you have imagined when you started playing that you'd still be playing this game at the level you're competing at, um, at the age you're at? And I'm not uh, saying you're old. Trust me, I'm older than you. But I'm just saying. I totally understand. Yeah. Well, so I think when I when I joined the Blues, uh, Big Walt was my age right now, um, I believe. So um, seeing him and um, you know seeing the boys running around the locker room, uh, I, I really didn't think that that was a point that I'd be able to get to in in my career. Um, I thought that I would play like 10 years or so and, you know, I have a, I just had the drive. I thought that, that I could have a, a nice career in the NHL, um, but to still be playing at this point, especially after the last couple of years that I've had um, with some, with some health things. Um, no, it's just, I mean, I don't know. Even when I signed my eight year deal six years ago, it's like, it's kind of like, well, that's, you know, that's a long time. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm still, I still love it. I still love going to the ring. Um, I still love being with the boys. 
I still love competing and that's probably the, the thing that's kept me um, driven the most is the, the competitiveness that uh, you just don't get away from the rink. Um, I'm crazy competitive on the golf course as, as well, but it's just, it's just a different type of competitiveness. You know, I can, I can cool down afterwards at the rink, you know, I, uh, I need to get all the aggression out while I'm out there. So um, I am very fortunate. I've had, I've played with a lot of good players, a lot of good teams, a lot of good mentors before me that, um, when I was younger, tried to hammer into my head how to become a good pro. And then as I got older, I started listening a little bit more. And uh, I think that's kind of why I matured enough to, to be able to still be playing the game. You know, Osh, I was, I was part of the broadcast team in, in, in St. Louis when you were just beginning. And you just mentioned Big Walt. And, and the one thing I remember is when Walt was in his final year, how much time he took with everybody, how much time he took with the trainers, how much time he took with the broadcasters, made sure that that we were on the road and we're going to meet up here. We're going to meet up there for dinner or maybe a couple of cold pilsners here or there. Is there, is, is there something that you've taken away from Walt that you'll remember um, when your days wind down and and kind of not not reenact what he does, but learn from what he did? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think. Um... I think he was uh, a guy that was very good with um, the surrounding people around the locker room. Um, he was phenomenal to the trainers. Um, the way he spoke to coaches, the way he treated everyone around the broadcast team, um, all of that really, really stuck out with me because it was something that I was, that was new to me. As a college guy, you don't interact with, you know, you do your interviews and that's basically it. You know, you're you're just with the fellas. Um, and that's a part that I uh, I really appreciated and admired in him and something that I've kind of. Uh, I guess something that I've learned from him and tried to incorporate into my everyday life is um, saying hi to um, the social media guy or taking special time with the trainers. I think ever since that group, not only Walt, but kind of that whole older group in St. Louis when I first got there um the trainers were like almost it seemed like their best friends and now right. that's kind of how it is with me here in washington with um the staff that we have here i spend a lot of time with them whether it's team dinners on the road i love to sit with the with the staff and hear their stories and hear you know what they're getting into after and things like that so um <laughs> that's something that's I, I don't know i think it's uh it's a good it's a um, important part about being an older guy in a, in a in an organization is showing the young guys how to treat people, how to act, how to act around the locker room, how to be professional, and how to be everyone's friend and treat everyone right. So uh, I thought Walt was always- well. We know you paid for it. I'm very good friends with Brock Miles, and and Brock uh, speaks so highly of you. And what you do for those guys is uh, incredible. Yeah, I mean the work that those guys put in is. I, I like to think I work hard and you know, long hours and taking shots to the foot and all that stuff. But those guys, they put on, uh, they, they have a quite a haul that they have to do and they have to come to the rink every morning with a couple hours of sleep and smile on their face, which is, uh, not easy to do. So, um, they're a big part of, uh, of our success around here. And TJ, what's it like now that you've got, you know, over the course of your career, so much has changed for you personally. I mean, you get married, you have, three daughters, then you have your first son. So you've got four kids running <laughs> around. Um, so life is very busy outside of hockey, right? You come home from work and you're back at work with all these little ones running around. So just describe kind of what an average day is like and, and really how that perspective changed for you once you had a family involved in your career. 
Yeah, it uh, it definitely changes uh, your outlook on on life. Really, I think when I was young and I was you know just going to the rink, I really took uh, everything that happened in the game or in practice. You know, a lot of that kind of stuck with me as the afternoon went. Especially, you know, it was me and Patrick Berglund. It was just us playing video games or whatever all day. So uh, whatever happened at the rink, we hashed it out a couple times throughout the afternoon, what we did, <laughs> we did like, and then you had to relive it the next day. Um, and uh, hockey really, it's kind of just your whole life. Mm-hmm. And I think once you ha- start having kids of your own, um, they start taking up that time that you, um, once you leave the rink, um, there's something else you have to do. You know, they're your life now and hockey is um, your job and something you still love to do, but uh, it's uh, a real positive escape and, um, puts things into perspective of of uh, of the hockey life and then the home life. Um, I like to say I, I got more sleep, but I got the same amount of sleep, but for different reasons. I think once the family <laughs> came along, and and, uh, um, and man, I just it's it's just uh, there's there's nothing better than coming home and having the kids smiling after a tough loss. You forget that lot about that loss very quickly, and you go to the to the next day completely recharged. So. Um, I mean, my favorite times now are going to my kids' sporting events. Little, uh, my little Len won her first ever championship uh, on her soccer team yesterday. So that was like, I mean, I was, I was jumping out of my seat, running on the field, <laughs> full kicks. So, uh, that is, uh, where I get the, the majority of my excitement these days and, and what I really love to do. But, uh, there's still some love left for, uh, for the game and going to the ring. That's awesome. Uh, How, what sports are they showing? involved? Uh, oh man, we try to get them in, in as much as they can play. Um, so the, the fall here was softball and baseball, um, and then soccer, travel soccer, which is, is crazy how much they, they are, uh, expected to be at the field. Um, <laughs> so because of that flag football was out of the question for my, my seven year old girl. She's my little spitfire. Um, and, uh, so we're doing a hockey clinic and then, uh, as the winter goes, we're moving into basketball for both of them. And then uh, the softball and baseball will start back up as well as the, the soccer. Okay, it. I'm, I'm going to go over this again. Okay, soccer and then soccer travel, softball, baseball, flag football, hockey, basketball. <laughs> yeah, and then I think we're going to do some golf lessons with the backstrom yeah. kid. Golf, check, there you go. golf. Okay, all right. And uh, I mean, they were in tennis, but we... Uh, tennis? We're taking a break from <laughs> tennis. <laughs> So, I think, I think the only thing you're missing is karate. Yeah, yeah, we need to do that. I think I'm gonna just go right for jujitsu, so they can really, you know, get a little there pickleball, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's for, that's for the old guy Oshi. The pickleball's for Osh, not for the kids yeah. yet, just yet. Yeah. But there's you're missing lacrosse, and because I'm a huge lacrosse fan, I'm gonna throw that out there. You need to get into lacrosse. So we tried lacrosse. Um, I want to say two springs ago. And so we have all the, we got all this, we got this, the sticks and everything. They didn't, they didn't really get into it. And it, uh, there's a conflict with, with a different sport. Um, I'm sure it'll pick up out East here. I mean, the cross is super big. We, I always had a right. lacrosse stick. I never played actually, but you know, we'd play in the backyard and buzz around and stuff. So, oh, what's this in Washington? Every time you go by the Potomac, uh, crew. There oh, you yeah, go. Oh, yeah. Crew. Yeah. That's, there you that's, go. yeah. <laughs> Right, oh, those, there you go. That's hard. We did that as a team building exercise one year. It was like the Ooh. Americans, the Canadians, and then all the Europeans were on a boat. And that is, I mean, that is 
that's a tough that's a tough one right there. Who won? The, the Americans won. <laughs> nice. Uh, sorry, yeah. banger. So they said that with kind of a, a like a nonchalantness about it. Like right. just well, the like Canadians had a big lead. The Canadians had a big lead. And someone uh, I think twisted their paddle because you have to be in like perfect sync. Otherwise yeah. you're not going anywhere. And they they it was right before the finish line and they basically stopped, almost tipped over. But they started celebrating like they were at the finish line and they just started cheering. Premature. But the Americans came back. The Europeans, I don't know if they moved. They might have went back. <laughs> they were going uh, in a circle. Yeah. Well, the Canadian Canadians were definitely having a Molson, eh? That's yeah, what happened. They, yeah, they were they were off to a good lead and maybe maybe had one too many. Well, speaking of I mean of, and now it's got nothing to do with crew and it's got nothing to do with good leads. So I, my segue was really kind of rotten right there. You'd think I'd been on TV, but, but I wanted to make sure, cause I know you've got the kids in the back and everybody's playing back there, but I wanted to make sure that we touched on something very special in your life. And that, that would be war road and what you've done. Um, not, not just uh, this conversation isn't happening just because of the, the death of, of Adam Johnson. This is, this happened before that. And I ran into, um, a couple of guys, uh, Reese Johnson of the, uh, of the, of the, of the Blackhawks. And he's been wearing your stuff all along, like the arms, um, the, the cut proof that can fold back up and kind of tuck in your elbow pad. He was actually showing me everything just the other day about it. So, uh, and now it's obviously timely for unfortunate circumstances, but, um, yeah. as a company, um, I mean, how proud are you like that, that you're kind of ahead of this ocean and, uh, and hopefully getting a lot of younger kids wearing it and, uh, just, you know, for the, for the good of the game and for the safety of the game, obviously. Yeah, we've been we've been working on this for. Um, gosh, I mean, we took the little COVID break as as everyone did there, but yeah. probably since two thousand nineteen, I want to say, um, on the undergarment under the gear and kind of trying to perfect it. Um, I've always been a, a guy that uh, had skin irritation. You know, I get rashes from my gear. Usually always where like the seams were on clothes or like my elbow pads. Um, and I, I, uh, a couple of my partners approached me. They had an idea for a, a company, um, you know, very like rooted in hockey. Um, and they had the war road name. They're like, what do you think? And all this. So I won't go through the whole story, but it was, it was, it is a pretty cool story how we got to the, to the name, cleared it with, you know, some people from the town of war road and, um, they were, you know, very proud that the name was getting used, but wanted wanted us to get back to the youth program, which we were doing. And um, so anyways, I made, I went through all the, the, the shirts and the undergarments that I've had as a hockey player and told them just everything that I hated and what I wanted improved and what would be awesome and stories and things like that. So we got to the, um, the, you know, the base of the shirt, which is, uh, has ionic plus in it so kind of a, a silver yarn actually woven in so that never leaves the shirt um for bacteria and making it not smell bad and all that stuff um i had talked about a couple of issues of of guys getting their wrists cut usually not like real bad but uh like someone jumps the boards your hands on the boards and just you know you get a little slip you gotta go get four or five stitches you lose a couple shifts or a period it's frustrating so i asked him about the 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 cut resistant we can't say cut proof because i mean you could if you really tried you know you could find a way to get through there but sure um and uh so we got cut lawn that's out of finland um very very high tech kind of the best of its kind 
do that on also elbow pads on on players are always sliding up and down you know you fall once on your elbow elbow with a with it down your elbow like is inflamed for a full season it seems like so um we threw some padlocks that can kind of lock your elbow pad down basically an extra sleeve and then we got the cut resistant on the achilles tendon as well so i hated wearing those big warm you know like uh kevlar socks um right so we want to throw something back there and a young boy a terrible story um had died um back in january 2022 um i believe his name was teddy in connecticut he took a skate to the neck and uh right after i immediately told my 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 partner was like hey we got to get something out there for the youth for kids make it cool make it comfortable keep it like super high tech um they went and did it and um i actually wasn't even, i did they they made an adult line as well um and i i never i tried it just for testing but um never actually worn it for my own personal use um because my initial thought was we got to help these kids that don't have you know I think at a Capitals game, I went through it with uh, Serbs, our our head athletic trainer, uh, medical trainer. And he's like, you know, we have two ambulances, you know, two set two teams of paramedics. We know what to do. This is the door you go to. I just want to make it sure everything was super super um, clear cut. If anything had happened to me or one of my teammates, um, but the kids don't really have that. So yeah. we ended up making um, the Tylo. It's called the Tylo. It's like tighten the body or sorry. Tighten the arms, loosen the bar, loosen the body, um, just for comfort reasons. And uh, mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah, we made it. We launched it like two months ago now, I think, or a month and a half ago. And uh, after I saw the tragedy with with Adam, I had to. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try this thing, you know. Right. Something happens. Um, and uh, I actually, because of my skin irritations, I already cut the collar off my jerseys. I had to clear it with the NHL to do it. So all the collars on my jersey are cut off. If you ever seen, like normally, yeah, that's right. when I'm going, I'm missing the extra thing mm-hmm. there that everyone else has because uh, I get really bad rashes on my neck. And so now that my neck's covered, it actually prevents my jersey and my shoulder pads from rubbing, which is not why we made it. But um, sure. I had, uh, we didn't have enough. Um, so I only, I got... Uh, five sent to me. I t- got two of them and gave the rest to my teammates to to try out. So on the our last road trip, I didn't have any in my in my road bag because I had given them to the boys. Um, so I had to go back this weekend. These two games without the my uh, Tylo neck and wrist on, and it was uh, super uncomfortable. So I'm looking forward to get back in it tomorrow All right, night. That's quickly, that's awesome. You know, it's something Sorry, too that. Sorry, but yeah, um, you know what? That's how we got. Uh, to the Tylo neck and wrist. Oh, there, there was many people on social media. Actually, they went out and they're like, oh, he's not wearing it anymore. And that's the reason why. So you're, you're, you didn't have it on the road. Uh, yeah. It wasn't well, you- yeah. I mean, everyone, they we're sold. Like we don't have any, we don't, we don't have any, we're, I mean, we're making them as fast as we can, but yeah. um, our, our, our materials is, is not your, your standard, like, oh, here, we'll just spit out 500,000 of these things. Right. Neck. Um, we use very high tech, um, fabrics and, uh, we don't want to mess with the integrity of, of what we make. So we're making them as fast as we can. We'll get them to as many people as we can, as fast as we can. Um, but I, uh, 
I, I, I only got five and I, I gave uh, three of them away. So TJ, where, where can our listeners find this once everything's back in stock and when you have enough uh, supplies? Yeah. So it's just world.com. Um, I'm not sure on the exact release date. I know there, there's a waiting list on there. Um, and I believe we'll, we'll probably do some type of pre-order thing so that, you know, the, the people that are on there and checking will, uh, get first dibs. Um, and then, uh, there's been, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but a lot of people that reach out on Instagram, if I don't really know them or, uh, if they have my number texting, how I can get it for their kids, um, for their teams. Um, I had, uh, actually a team trainer reach out to me to see if he can order for the whole team, um, in the NHL. So, um, yeah, we're making them as fast as we can and getting them out to as many people as we can, but, uh, it's a scary thing. And, you know, it's, you just don't want to see it happen to anyone else. No, you don't. And, and Osh, I'm sorry. I've been giving your cell phone number to everybody that I've seen people in the stands, <laughs> people, kids, sorry about that. Osh. <laughs> <laughs> As long as we get protected, it's all good. You got it, buddy. That's awesome. That's such good stuff. You know, you know, TJ. Another thing I know that you're very passionate about is um, speaking out and and being an advocate for Alzheimer's. Um, having lost your dad, your dad was so young, 56, um, back in 2021, um, from Alzheimer's, and just you know, watching the joy that that he would get watching you play, and when you won the Stanley Cup, and um, you know, it certainly affects all of us. And I'm just curious, you know with the platform you have, you know, why it's so important for you to spread the message and to try and continue to create awareness for Alzheimer's and for those that are suffering or have loved ones that are suffering. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a terrible, terrible disease. And, um, it's amazing how many people it actually affects. Um, and you just, you know, you just don't know it until, uh, or I didn't know that many of even the people that I was, very close with have come out and said, yeah, my grandma has Alzheimer's right now, or, you know, my grandpa or my aunt has dementia. So, um, it is super important for, I think people to know that they're not the only ones out there and there's other people that have either gone through it, are going through it, um, to talk to, to chat with. Um, it's, uh, I mean, on, on, on the victims, on, families on the friends it's uh it is a tough it's a tough thing to to get through um so i've uh i partnered with um the alzheimer's drug discovery foundation um the addf on a couple different um things they do a great ladies luncheon here in dc that is uh amazing they do an awesome uh They've done a, a fashion show in the, in the past, and then they've done a luncheon. Um, I've also partnered recently with uh, Seth Rogen and Hilarity for Charity, um, who where I believe his mother-in-law was affected. I think he'll actually be dropping the puck in L.A. at the end of this month um, to raise awareness for uh, Alzheimer's, which is um, very awesome. I hear him speak, and he's... So like I talk about it and it's like, I'm sad and it's, you know, it's a sad subject Yeah, sad for him. But when he talks about it, he's for some reason, he can bring some, some right. laughs to the situation. He's just got that, you know, just <laughs> that unbelievable ability to make people around him laugh. So, um, I went to a, um, just down the road, actually, a function with him, um, about six months ago. So, 
Um, there are some people advocating for it. We want more. Um, one thing I will, I just wanted to bring up is there is um, very early testing that uh, that you can get done if, if um, Alzheimer's runs in your family. That uh, that you know, one is tough news, but two, the sooner you can get at this, they think it starts you know fifteen twenty years before you actually start showing symptoms. So um, the sooner you can get tested, the faster that you can live a the lifestyle that you should live to prolong that and, and prolong the years with your loved ones. Well, here's to coach, coach Osh, bud. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. The old coach. Love your dad. We, we played golf. Remember we played golf at, uh, at old Warson together and your dad just yeah. had a heck of a time. huh? <laughs> I mean, oh he, was a, he had a bad hip. He was out there by the end. He would use, he would bring out like a putter and he would put the putter like inside, like his hip bone, like almost by his hip flexor. So he could lean on it, and then he would hit his driver with. Oh with wow! Guy, <laughs> he was. Uh, he do anything for sports. He was. He was a good guy. Uh, I I I just love being around uh, around your dad, your family. Um, some great those so great times in my early years in in St. Louis, Osh, with you and uh, and pops for sure. So always uh, think about them. Always think about those moments on the ice that uh, that you got to share with them. So very special. Yeah. Now, now we know where you get it, you and your brother in Tahoe on the golf course. Every time we see you guys, you guys are happy. I don't know if he's such a good caddy. I know what he's doing in your behind your bag, but uh, uh, every time we see you guys, you're always uh, enjoying it, and I think your brother's enjoying it more than you are, that's for sure. Yeah, he that's is. Great. He is. He, uh, he lives for Tahoe. That is, that's, his, that's his Super Bowl. So I'm actually a uh, little old. She, uh, he has a baby due here in, uh, in a month. Uh -oh. um, a couple days so oh wow first one so good for I'll little Osh. uncle for the first time so i'm super sad that's awesome, oh, awesome. you're gonna be such an awesome uncle Osh. I'm oh excited. my goodness yes you will yes you will little lady for sure for sure that's awesome. yeah tahoe's so fun great. for all of us i mean whether we're pulling up the rear like myself or um <laughs> like tj on any given day can be up there with joe and um, you know, Steph Curry and it's gotta be, it's just so much fun. It's such a great event, but how is your golf game now? Is it kind of on the back burner because of hockey season? It has. So I've had a couple bad, um, seasons, um, with, uh, some back stuff. And, and so I'm just, you know, I just kind of, I'm not stepping away from golf, but I'm just, yeah. I only get to play like three, four rounds in season anyway. So yeah. right. I'm just, uh, saving, saving those rounds for the off season and, and, um, you know, just trying to stay healthy for uh, for hockey, but I would be lying if every time I go to the garage, I don't grab a grab a club and just I throw an old Amazon box down and take a couple swings. So uh, feels like I'm pulling it a little left right now, but we'll uh, <laughs> I take the trash out tonight. Who knows? You know, you know what's great, you guys, is when I'm when I'm doing games between the benches, and uh, recently I've done a few games with Wash and uh, on TNT, and and the conversations that I have with uh, ninety five percent of the players that want to have a conversation with me has nothing to do with the game, the opponent, <laughs> how it, it has everything to do with golf. Oh, and, and I'm like, the last game we did, I'm like, you're not you're not stopping playing golf, right? And he goes, no, 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 just just during the season, I can't just you know you know, get on the road and pick up a club and just start playing. You got to take care of that body at, at your age. And and because the bottom line is, oh, you got to get to my age and still try to get in the pockets of people. Okay, that's the key. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I got to, I got to, you know, I got to keep the handicap right where it's not too good. And it's, it's also oh. not too bad where you're sandbagger, you know, so not gotta, one of those guys. No, you yeah. just play the, play the game, buddy, play the game. And, awesome. and 
And uh, anyway, you're so fun to play with and be around, and we can't thank you enough for your time and your thoughts, and you're always uh, you're a great spokesperson for the game of hockey and just in life in general. Oh, so we, we, darn it, we really appreciate it, pal. TJ, before you go, I have to I have to mention I can't believe it's almost this time, but it, it's almost the 10 year anniversary of your unbelievable oh. shootout performance. Shootouts yep. over Russia in Sochi. I mean, round after five consecutive times, Coach Bilesma went to you, right, and asked you to score shoot, <laughs> score a goal. It's unbelievable. Can you believe that was almost it, 10 years ago? Crazy. TJ Sochi. It's, yep. Yeah. He became a household yeah. name. It was wild. Uh, that was uh... – that was, that was, it was super crazy. Um, and I'll, I, I mean, I stand behind my story where I like, I just thought everyone was sleeping and it was a round robin game and like we could still win the gold if we lost, you know? So there wasn't, it didn't feel like that. I didn't have all these feelings of like, oh my gosh, like if I miss this, like America's going to hate me. You know, it was like, it just felt like I was back at home in a little shootout and, you know, I'm competitive, so I wanted to win. And, um, but yeah, 10 years, 10 years is crazy. I think, uh, I think on the 10 year anniversary, I think I, I want to get Jonathan Quick involved a little bit more because he was, you know, he took every shot. And, um, right. I mean, I, 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 we would do shootouts every day at the Olympics. And I did a couple on him and I would never score. And so I think he just kind of, I don't know. He, he was, he was, he was, such a wall back there that yeah. uh, I wasn't even nervous when I missed because I knew he was going to stop it. So, um, you know, yeah, 10 years is a long time. A lot of, a lot of stuff changed for me then. That's, that's how I got invited to Tahoe actually. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think I re- John, Miller, John Miller was at the game, I believe. Yeah, I, we were, it was an NBC game and it was, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember, I remember it vividly. I just remember thinking like, when is this going to, when is this going to end or when is he going to miss? He's never going to miss. Super yeah. exciting. Yeah. On the Do big you know ice, how calm? I, I got more tired skiing to the bench than I did actually going. <laughs> I had to hurry up and get out of the way for the next shooter. Your calmness and ability under fire, though, is unmatched because the whole world stops when you've got the puck and you slow things down. And I was, I was thinking it was Bobrovsky, if I'm not mistaken, correct? So Bobrovsky can, you know, I mean, he's got great legs. I mean, he is great post to post, and somehow you were able to open him up. And I kept remembering your first few years in the NHL, Brad boys would go first, you would go second, or you guys would alternate it. And somehow between Brad shooting or you shooting or going down the breakaway, because you're both right-hand shots, you could both then explain to each other what you thought the goalie was doing. And then either you scored next or he scored next. And I was always amazed. I was between the bench for a lot of those games. I'm like, these guys have got it down pat, you know? And yeah. it was, so just remarkable how you were able to slow things down like that, Osh. Yeah, I think I think the um, I think one thing that I've always appreciated in, in sports is uh, is like a like a sports mind or a, like in hockey, you know, they say like a hockey mind kind of thing, and playing like kind of these mind games against your opponents. And I mean, it's as far as like playing cards on the plane for me. I love like having <laughs> just like not knowing what card I'm going to play next. You know what I mean? And so I think uh, nine hearts. There's, yeah, the nine of hearts, exactly. The old nine of hearts, banger. Uh, yeah. And uh, and so, actually, that's the first time um, when I went and shot on my second time, uh, my second attempt, that I, I went in the exact same route because I was like, oh, I'm just going to pretend like I'm doing the same thing and maybe I can get him to, like, start guessing or whatever. 
And then now I do it ever since. But um, but that was the only time I actually thought about like, oh, I guess I should just go in the same direction. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think, I don't know. The shootout, I think when you get that many shots is more of a mind game, more than like a talent level type thing. And um, I always appreciated that aspect of it. Fantastic. It was definitely one of those moments where you remember where you were. And I was in Brazil. I was in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And I wow. made it to a pub to, just to watch that game. Wow. It was unbelievable. Never yeah, forget get, that. Great job. Thank you. I get like when you see the, the bars videos, that's what really like that's what really gave me chills more than, you know, more than the actual moment, even like when the last puck went in. Um, how, however, you know, it was very exciting. But when I saw the video of like the bars, whoever put that together. On it's unbelievable. YouTube, I was like, I remember that. Yep. Every, like maybe once a year and I still get like goosebumps. So. Um, so cool. that's, that's the stuff that makes what we do pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. You made a nation proud. Well, Hey, we can't thank you enough for your time today. Yeah. I know you've got a, a very busy household going on, so we're going to let you go and, um, good luck the rest of the season. We'll, uh, we'll be at a couple games. We'll certainly, uh, cheer for you down there, but, uh, always great to catch up with you, TJ. And we just appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks guys very much. I love being on. Yeah. Many thanks. Osh. Take care, buddy. Thanks TJ. See you in Tahoe, buddy. Sounds good. Thanks. Oh my gosh, guys. One of my favorite humans, one of my favorite hockey players to watch. Um, it's so fun to catch up with him in the off season out in Tahoe at the American Century Championship. And um, he's just all around good guy. You love cheering for a guy like that. Guy's a champion. I mean, the yep. guy, in, in every walk of life, I mean, having Coach Osh, his father, uh, suffer from Alzheimer's, uh, what he's done with warroad.com, if you're interested in, in, uh, in the great under, I'll call it the underwear, but it's, we know it's not underwear, under gear or the... the, uh -huh. uh, the the uh, shirts and the and the cut and this is important not cut proof cut resistant uh, product that they're, they're they're so proud of and done so much work and so Osh is just the best I just love seeing him between the benches I love seeing him on the ice he always has time to come over he's flipping pucks in the air 900 miles up there he lands <laughs> on his blade he laughs and he just is a great example of what's great in sports and 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 in life itself so always awesome being with Osh. Yeah, he does it the right way. 100% family guy. He knows what it uh, what it's like for other people to bring their families to the games. He's an entertainer. And uh, like you said, he's a champion. Love it. Yeah. And how about how about those kids of his? Let me just go through this again. Soccer, softball, <laughs> football, flag football, hockey, basketball, golf and tennis. And he probably out energizes them all anyway. 100%. 100%. I love that he had three daughters and then they go and they have a fourth and it's a little bit. He finally got his son. You know, it's yep, yep. So great. I love that. But um, well, awesome, awesome stuff. We love TJ. We loved having him on. Thank you again, TJ. And uh, guys, episode four in the books. So back to you. So uh, great job. And we're looking forward to another one next week. You got it. Great episode. Look, look forward to it. Bye, guys.